Yo, 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 it's your boy, Mr. Radar Mario from the Lucha Outsider Show, and this is a Sunday edition of the show. Yes, and we are here, and we're going to talk about MLW in New York City. Who did I get to meet, and how was the show? Also, Ring of Honor New Japan makes a big announcement. G1 Climax 2018, what is going down there, and who's leading the charge? Also, Extreme Rules Talk. It wasn't that extreme, was it? Our thoughts on Hulk Hogan coming back to the WWE and what's the future of the women's division. All this and much, much more on this Sunday edition of the Lucha Outsider Show. Now, on to the show. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Something good for a change. No, no, no. You do it. <laughs> behind, behind the scenes, you actually do a lot of good uh-huh. things Thank for you. this show. Thank you. And I came up with this idea to Leo. I'm like, bro, I really would like to change. We, 2019. <laughs> we're, 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 the goal was to do it 2019. But the thing, people that don't know, like Leo personally, is Leo has OCD. So when you give him an idea. You think? <laughs> when Leo has, when you give Leo an idea or Leo comes up with an idea, yeah. he doesn't want to like, he doesn't want to wait. Uh-huh. So I threw him an idea of something that I wanted to do with our uh, a new theme song. And w- did we get kicked out of Facebook? No, no, go, go, go. So that no. means we're good. <laughs> so um, 
So yeah, we we're came, good. So I gave him the idea, and then we just started working on it. We were working on it for what, like a good forty-five minutes an hour. Yeah. And it, oh, we have a new theme song, and we fucking love it. Um, I, I think you guys already know who this band is. No, um, I don't know who they were. Well, no, anyways, um, we're not gonna shout out for uh copyright reasons. Just, just in case we get, we just, get. just in case we get, you know. But we kind of did some um, forget a, a little housewarming. Yes, a, a little uh, spring cleaning. So we did a couple of yeah. remixes to this, but we love our new intro. So uh, thank, thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. Because I know a lot of people were complaining about the the house music that we always kept on using. For the yeah, last. yeah, they wanted us to play the cucaracha. Yeah, the last year or so that we've yeah. been, uh, the last year or so that we've been do- using that theme at least. Yeah, right? no, no, and, and you know what? We like to change things around, uh-huh. just like we change the logo, just like we change the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, guys, just let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, we we try things out. Um, because we don't ever want to be just, you know what? Hey, these guys are using the same theme song for years, even though, you know, raw kind of still always has that same feel, but they've never actually used the same song more than two years in a row. Remember they had that whole state where they were using the same song, but just changing a little and bit. That, and now they, I feel like they change it like every two, three, just, years about. Just, about. <laughs> just about, and then they, they go through stages. Like their current raw theme is not bad, but the one before that, oh, like, that was oh, it, was, it was really bad. Really that was bad. really bad. But we're going to be here. We're going to be here for a little bit. Just let us know. You guys can actually comment on uh, on the comments below. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are listening to us on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and all the things that Mario says, yes. thank you. But you can also join in the conversation just by liking our Facebook page. Because the people that join us every single week, no matter what day it is, you guys are not fans or anything like that. You no. I, you guys are part of the show. Me. And some people are hitting me up right now. No, that was me. That was me. Okay. Friends of the show or Fats? Uh-huh. Fats. Yeah, friends, friends of, the, of show the show are part of the show. Now, before we get into business, on a Sunday, yes, we are live on a Sunday. Let's tell you how you can support us, the Lucha Outsiders. Uh-huh. So if you want to be different, you want to be comfortable, and you want to be unique and not like Leo right now, head over to CollarNebelBrand.com. No, just making sure the audio is good. Um, use We're our good. promo code Lucha Rated R. We'll save you ten percent on your next purchase. The likes of Nia Jax, Kurt uh-huh. Angle, Al Snow, Carmella, Mark Henry, so many others rock collar noble brands. So use our promo code Lucha Rated R. We'll save you ten percent on your next purchase. Yeah. Um, there's shirts, there's hats, there's jerseys, there's so much shit at that website. Really, really good quality stuff. Also, if you want to support us directly, uh-huh. yes, because I have a puppy and a shit ton of bills, uh-huh. and he has mad kids and. Four. Quattro. And, um, four kids. And four, four kids. Four kids. A lot, a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. Um, we went could, to BJ's. We spent like $200 on Jesus like milk Christ. and eggs. All right. Yeah, I, I could use $200 right now to pay bills. Okay. So I head over 200 to, for a mixer. Head over <laughs> to LosRadio.com. <laughs> yeah. Pick up a shirt, pick, pick up, up a hat, or pick up yeah, both. Pick up those. It supports us directly. Yes, it does. Um, Christopher Brown, a couple people have uh, yeah. made their purchase. AJ, or, Chris or, Brown. Or one. Yeah, uh, and, and, Lucha uh, merchandise, and we get no complaints, right? Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps, and we also want to shout out Sunny Flow, who uh, makes most of our designs, and uh, we're already thinking about 2019 with our with our t-shirt design. Uh, Chris Brown saying the problem with the WWE music in general is the fact that they forced Jim Johnson out, and they hired a dollar CFO, whatever the fuck they- A uh, CFO. Uh, but it has a dollar sign. Yeah, but it does have a dollar sign, but- So it's silent. Silent, yes. So it's CFO. How's the sound, guys? How's the sign on on your end? Are we good or not? Uh, yeah, we're good. Uh, to do the same generic themes that they all sound the same. I do kind of believe that too. What uh, what Chris Brown's saying, because they do all kind of sound the same, and and we've we've talked about this with the different 
uh, um, superstars that their wrestlers that their theme song doesn't match who they are in the ring. Like your biggest one is with Sasha Banks. Yeah, that 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 theme does not match her character, especially when she was in NXT playing the villainous heel. Yeah, it it's too poppy. It, it doesn't fit her. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, it sounds like an underdog, not somebody mm. that's bad. And and my it my like a boss. Yeah, my thing has always been with Nia Jax. Nia, J- I think Nia Jax's theme song ever sounded like she was that monster heel. Well, like now she's a face. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like if you listen to like. Karma, right? Okay. Uh, awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. Yeah. Okay. Awesome Kong. When she was in when in the Indies and everything, her song, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Nia Jax is like, okay, I'm I'm waiting for this five foot five, you know, eighty pound girl to come down, because it does sound like that, like that poppy feel. You know what I mean? Like you need, even though she's a face, you still need that Braun Strowman like song. You know where no, it starts out strong at the beginning. I definitely agree. Um, but we have here Chris Brown and Jessica Hoffman. They're both saying that they do agree with us. Uh, guys, share this video. Let the people know that we are here. The more you guys share, the less we have to be on our phones and share so we can go on with the show. We have a lot of things to get to. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that have been going on. Also, let us know if you guys like the time. You know, if you guys like the time, we can uh, we can accommodate some things to put it on at this time. Well, the reason why we're doing this show on a Sunday is... Uh, it's been scheduling scheduling conflict, pro- yeah. conflicts and we're not trying to we could have easily been like you know what we're not going to do a show this week no, so no, we're no. still going to do our show this upcoming Wednesday so we yes we are oh yeah so <laughs> just look at it this way you get Lucha Outsiders on a Sunday and then you wait two, two three days and then dose, you get a dose for dose and then you know so hopefully if you guys can't Watch us or listen to us live today. Um, just download the podcast version. And hopefully, yeah. we could get some strong numbers for today's episode and Wednesday's episode. Yeah, and, and that's what we were doing. You know, at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot of things that are going on in the wrestling world mm-hmm. where, and it's happened to us where we skip a week and forget it. Like, there's a lot of shit that we had to go through. And we definitely didn't want to skip this week. No, 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 not at all. So, we're here. Guys, again, share the video. Mario. List the Mario. Let's start off right. What do we have? Okay, I think we should start off with some breaking news that happened huh? last week beep, after beep, we did beep, beep, our beep. show. We gotta get the beep, 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 beep. Well, we'll do this. So, Ring of Honor New Japan announced that they're gonna be coming to Madison Square Garden WrestleMania yeah, yeah. weekend, going head to head with NXT Takeover. We have nothing but good things because, as the fans, we win. Even we have a choice, and yeah. this is the first time that a wrestling company goes to MSG mm-hmm. in a very, very, very long time. And WWE's butthurt by that, you know. Oh, uh, of course, they try to to block them. They try to put a stop to it. That ultimately failed, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing for Ring of Honor and and New Japan. I think what's gonna make this show bigger is not just Ring of Honor. It's New Japan. It's a joint venture show yeah. called the G One Supercard. Normally. Uh, Ring of Honor does a super card of honor every single year for WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. They decided to remix the title, add the G1 to it, of course. add super card it. They meshed it together. It's Ring of Honor, New Japan, joint venture. I'm sorry. I love NXT, uh-huh. but I intend to attend that show, WrestleMania But weekend. this one kind of... Draws you a little but bit more. It's history making. Think about it. A wrestling company, two wrestling companies joining forces to debut at MSG. That's big news. Of course. Guys. That's really and, big news. And it, and it kind of brings you back, and we've talked about this before, to kind of the territory day, uh, days, but a remix version of it. So in the territory days, you had to, you know what? You had to come to Tennessee to watch this, and you had to come to North Carolina to see this. But nowadays, with the internet, 
you don't need to go to Japan to see what's going on. Yep. Yep. Like we are literally up to date with everything that's going on over there. Plus, uh, and we've spoken about this, where you have all these uh, companies not work together, but do work together because their talent is running their li- their storylines, mm-hmm. even outside of the company. So we've seen, you know, with uh, with being the elite and all these other shows, because uh, the Hurricanes also doing one too, which I like. Um, they're taking it beyond what's happening in the ring. So again, we as fans, we're winning. You, you, you can't say anything else about that. We're winning as fans. And it's going to be dope. And I think with a move like this, them debuting at MSG, it kind of makes me feel like maybe talent like the Young Bucks and Omega and Cody might not want to plan to leave their their companies yet, like Ring of Honor. And yeah, Japan. just but wait a little bit. They got something. They got another goal, another milestone that they could do with a very strong movement. Mm-hmm. Like this evolution of of outside of WWE wrestling, like New Japan, like Ring of Honor, and this is great for them. And I'm sure the NXT card is going to be great yeah. for WrestleMania weekend. I'm yeah. sure they're going to pull no punches back, especially because no. I'm, I'm I'm almost sure that Vince McMahon oh. feels a certain type of way uh-huh. that Ring of Honor and New Japan are going to be at MSG. Oh, of course. And you know, for people. That, that are critical on the WWE product. And grant the NXT it is great, but people that are critical on the WWE product, this is kind of like the the fuck you from the outside, from other wrestling companies. Like, hey, we're, we're doing stuff too. Yeah, and, and what this is at the end of the day is, uh, you know what? Together, you're going to be able to do uh, a lot better than, you know what? Hey, we're going to just do our show here, do our show there. So when you kind of combine them, mm-hmm. it also brings those eyes into what's going on because and and it's funny because here you're all about new japan all about it i right? love new japan i watch it in and out mm-hmm. but oh, you, you get cliff notes from me yeah, of course mm-hmm. uh but you need you need that that bridge and you know what this uh they're not gonna uh, pay-per-view right well see they haven't said anything i was listening to jim ross's uh recent podcast uh last week mm-hmm and he was saying he was talking about the 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 disjoint event. Okay. And he's thinking, which I might upset a, a couple of people, um, the bitch about everything. He was saying, if Access TV gets involved with this, mm-hmm. he would not be surprised that it ends up being an Access Access TV special for free on Access TV. Oh, I would like that. I would like that too. The only issue here is that mm-hmm. people in the IWC, because it's mostly them, yeah. they're going to be complaining that Jim Ross and Josh Barnett are co- doing the, the calling comments. It is what it is, man. Just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? We've been to shows uh, in New York, but I think just going to a wrestling show in Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. is that next level. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, it, that's the Mecca. That, that, that's yeah. uh, one of the most, if not the famous arena in in the country in the world however you want to work i got a question to the people that are watching us and listening to us the wrestling like we all know chicago is like the hottest chicago town. new york uh philly um la uh so the people that are watching the people that are listening to us Florida. what was the hottest show you've ever been Boston. to like th- like it was crazy and New York, I, I think for you would be what Philly or New York. New, New York and Philly. I've never been to Chicago, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to all in. But oh, um, so you're going to be all out. I'm going to be all out on all, all in. But options. I do, pl- I do plan on watching it wherever they're going to stream it. Of course. But um, you know, Chicago crowds, New York crowds, obviously, and you know, you could tie in Jersey with New York, mm. uh, Philly, Boston, L.A., 
Detroit. Um, but for you, like the show that you've been to, what was like the 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 craziest crowd? Philly. It's between Philly and New York for me. Yeah. Between Philly and New York, because they it's record fans are just they don't <laughs> give a fuck, you know. I would like to know what you guys think too. So let us know what is the craziest crowd you've ever been to. Uh, we might have other other entries into our into our question for today. So. Let us know what, what you guys think. Uh, speaking of New York, um, I attended a show on Thursday night, dude. Chris Brown is saying Vegas, too. Vegas is another hot yeah. crowd. What show did you go to, Mario? Because all I know is I'm talking to you. like and I'm, I'm tired. I'm going home. And then, boom, mandatory ring photo. <laughs> um, Ring view shots. <laughs> Same difference. Okay. Oh, are we getting sued? No, not yet, right? Well, hopefully we won't get sued for our new theme song. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that theme song so much. It was his idea. It, it, it was fucking great, though. But um, I attended uh, a show from this company that I've been like talking raving. and raving about in the last like month. Called the Raven Nevermore. Great wrestler. Yeah. One of my faves. Um, very underrated. Very underrated in the ring. Yeah. So, uh, what did you go to? I attended Major League Wrestling in Queens, New York at the Melrose Ballroom. Nice. Um, dude, this show was great, and I'm not gonna talk about uh much things that happened, like who won, and and because I it's gonna be debuting on TV in the next coming weeks, yeah. like next Friday. So, but how was uh, okay? So, what if you were gonna sell it to somebody? Say, you know what, you need to watch this MLW show because it was bananas. MLW, it's a fast, up and coming, growing promotion that's owned by court bauer that used to work for the wwe um over 10 years ago mm-hmm. um for those that are familiar with lw radio that's um the 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 radio uh network for um something to wrestle with with bruce pritchard uh what happened one with tony Schiavone, um the mlw uh, flagship show podcast there's so many podcasts in, under this network under this umbrella mm-hmm. but years ago before it was a radio network. Um, it was a promotion. Mm-hmm. Lasted about three years, and then they they for many reasons they kind of closed it down. And then yeah, uh, the last year or so, it's been starting up, and they've been catching really really good momentum. They have a uh, a TV deal with BN Sports that are full fledged supporting the product. Um, and their product is great. There's so many familiar yeah. and new talent on the on the show and in my book they're right underneath impact and i know a lot of people shit on impact but but impact is doing great things they're right underneath impact right now i say they're like the fourth hottest company um in the country so you have um wwe ring of honor impact wrestling and mlw is like right there mlw and and they've made a lot of noise in the past couple they're of ma- uh, they're making a lot of, of noise. They have a really strong team behind them. Uh Bruce Pritchard's doing producing for the show. Um they got a strong team. They really do. And mm-hmm. they're they're up and coming, they're fast growing. There's a lot of momentum and their show, right the show I went to, which was Battle Riot, there was mm-hmm. they taped matches and then okay. they had the actual forty man battle riot. Nice. Okay, nice. that was the main event. So the show was about maybe three and a half hours. Okay, not bad. As of right now, that's attending-wise, not like all around watching it on TV or whatever. When it comes to live shows, that's probably mm. my third favorite of the year this year. Okay, why? The, the the atmosphere, the quality of matches, it had a little bit of everything in there. Okay. Now, um, w- again, and we've spoken about MLW before. 
Um, it is one of those companies that is coming up. Now you have uh, Chris Brown, friends of the show, saying MLW has a chance to be the next ECW. ECW done the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, uh, of course, you heard about it because you posted it on our page. You mm-hmm. guys can follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Mm-hmm. But Mario posted something uh, interesting this week, and I know we're going to get back to to list Mario, mm-hmm. with Tommy Dreamer. Saying that he was offered, to, yeah, he was offered a, a good amount amount of change to kind of uh, you know fool his promotion, House of Hardcore. Now, what do you think about that? I I think it it doesn't surprise me that WWE would do that. Okay, because WWE in their see WWE is the, the the company, and what I mean WWE, I, I'm I'm mostly this is aimed towards Vince. Yeah. Because Triple H knows what's going on outside of WWE. As much as he tried to kayfabe uh, reporters and, and, of and course. the audience that, oh, WWE's that's my it. Man, my man, he, he, my man. He knows what's going on outside Hunter, of WWE. Hunter is playing everybody. Ex- the dude knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So He's old school. Vince tries to act like, oh, other things don't exist, but he's scared of competition because he knew that Nitro was busting their ass for 83 weeks. Yep. And that was a nice little plug for Eric Bishop's podcast, good. too. There you go. Uh, which is a great podcast, also. Anything <laughs> that Conrad Thompson touches, it turns into gold. Yes. Shout yes. out to him, too. Yes. But, he's, um, he's fire right now. But, um, you know, a Ring of Honor and New Japan and these little companies, you're living in an era when it comes to wrestling that a lot of these companies are working together. Of course. But you need, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've always talked about where. You know, again, what's happening now is you have these companies working together, which is what you need at the end of the day for everybody to succeed. Mm-hmm. This all in event, if it was run by one company, I don't think it would have it would have had this theme that it's got now because basically any indie guy like we've spoken here mm-hmm. can actually be a part of that show. Yeah. So um now with everything that that's going on with MLW. You do have that. Now, with the WWE, they know. They they have to be looking in their rear view because you know what? All these companies are moving up there, are getting better and, with time. And even with a company like MLW, we did a post, I'll say, like maybe a month or two ago where WWE tried to contact MLW talent to to see if they could do get tryouts or something, and then MLW yeah. had to send a cease and desist to the WWE, and yeah. they put a stop to that. And it's funny because when WWE WWE's fine to send cease and desist letters to whoever, right? Of course, everybody. But when they get it done to them, they stay real quiet. Of course, but wouldn't you? Let me put it. Let me put it this way: the whole Ring of Honor show happening at MSG, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh-huh. right? It's happening at MSG, right? Sinclair Broadcasting, which is they're the parent company of Ring of Honor, uh-huh. they got their fucking uh, lawyers, and they put they pressed on WWE, and WWE had a back down, and Vince McMahon did not like that whatsoever. Of course, uh, he said in an interview over the past couple of weeks that he's open to returning to the WWE, not in the familiar GM role, but he's open to the idea of managing someone. Bischoff, uh, what would you say to the idea of bringing him back to manage someone like Lashley? I think Eric, as long as he's not con- controlling, and, and it's not that he didn't make that many smart decisions when it comes to money. I think Eric would be more valuable to any wrestling company. Just to have him there. 
not only as an on air, but I think he should. No, no, but I'm saying to have should, him there because he should also produce stuff too. I think I, I think as much as Eric Bischoff gets a lot of flack, he did produce a lot of good things too. Do you think people don't give him enough credit? They don't because they, they, they just they shit look on at, him all the time. Yeah, they just look at like let's say like the negative part of whatever he did. Yeah, I mean he did make some negatives absolutely, and at times he was over his head, and mm. sometimes he started feeding into the character that he was playing on TV, but he has a great mind for the business. He's yeah. a really smart guy. You know, something he, he's a good bullshitter too, and I like Eric, but he he does have a great mind for the business. I think if you give him boundaries for any company, uh-huh. that means okay, impact You rest, tell him you could do this, but you need to lay off yeah, for that. Uh-huh. If you give him some boundaries, I think he's a valuable asset to any company. I'll leave it like that. Okay. Now, do you see him coming back to the WWE with? Because nowadays you don't need the WWE is not the end all or be all. I don't. I don't see him coming to the WWE anytime soon. I I do see in somewhere down the line him being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Because he's definitely a Hall of Famer, with whether oh, you course. like it or not. If it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be no Attitude Era. And of course, because and and he said it in an interview, and I forget which one, because he's done you know a couple of them. But what he said was. The WWE was doing this. I wanted to do the total opposite. The WWE had characters. I wanted street guys. WWE had colors. I wanted black. WWE had a, a little bit of pyro. I want fireworks. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what you got. Just the whole feel, that that whole entrance to Nitro. Remember with the fire coming yes. down and then you know blowing up behind the Nitro sign? Dude, that just told you exactly what you were getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, guys, um, if you guys are tuning in, make sure you share the video. Um, yeah. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your... Oh, that was loud. Yeah. Tell your friends, tell, tell your, your friends. foes about the Lucha Outsider show. We cover everything in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Make sure you like the page on Facebook, follows on Instagram and the Twitter. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page. And if you guys listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And also, let us know what is the craziest wrestling crowd you've seen. Uh, uh, I haven't been to many wrestling shows, so we're just going to leave it at that. But Mario goes between Philly and Nueva York. Uh, just to wrap up on MLW, uh, like I said, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Just like we're not going to no, talk about the NXT spoilers. spoilers that happened this week either. But all what I know... NXT? Good job. I'm just saying the NXT Brooklyn is going to be uh, nuts. But we're wrapping up on MLW. Check it out. If you don't carry BN Sports in your tab- uh, to cable providers, go to YouTube because they have all the so full episodes I fu- on I there. Found out, I found out why why I can't watch MLW because I actually looked into it the other day. Because you have the Spanish version of the channel. Yes, motherfucker. Well, you can watch it on YouTube. Well, that's what I'm about to do. Because they got the full episode on there without commercials. You know that uh, our YouTube page follows MLW. That's dope. Okay. The only problem is. Okay. I looked into our Instagram page. Uh huh. Where can they find us on Instagram? At Lucha Outsiders. Because I I checked. I made sure. Okay. But there's still one person that doesn't follow us. Okay. Talking to you there, Tone underscore fifty one. Just a quick second. And you follow us. That's all you got to do. It's a million dollar question that we're probably never going to get. That's all you got to do. If you guys haven't heard us before, Tone on the four fifty uh, underscore fifty one is part of the show because he's friends of the show, but he's part of the show. Okay, he's our cinematographer. Yet and and Chocho Media too. Mm-hmm. Yet he doesn't follow the page. Don't understand. Million dollar question. Carry on. 
Okay, just to that wrap hurt. up with MLW, there's a there was a lot of good matches. The new Hart Foundation. Yes, I said the new Hart Foundation. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Teddy Hart, the 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 crazy nut Teddy Hart, and um Brian Pillman Jr. the second to that dude's a superstar in the making. You guys yeah, gotta you see, see it. it. So. He was playing the manager role for Teddy Hart and Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Rich Swan and ACH. That match was great. John Hennigan versus Shane Strickland. That match was dope. Uh, no, no, no. My, my mistake. Shane Strickland fought Sammy Callahan, which was a great match. John uh, Johnny Mundo, John Hennigan, John Morrison. John, whatever you want to call him. He challenged for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship against Loki. That match was real, real good. Uh, there were so many good matches. The the Lucha the the Lucha, Lucha Brothers, Brothers Pentagon Junior. and um and Ray Phoenix defended their uh, tag titles against uh, Drago and uh, Ray Forrest. Ray mm-hmm. Horace. I mean that that match was real real good. I think that was probably match of the night. Um, let's put it this way: after the match, people were throwing money into the ring, just like they That's do in, in Mexico. That is crazy. Um, MLW is really really. Good fucking promotion. Next week, next Friday, they're going to have a two-hour special. Battle Ride, they're going to show the the match of MJF and Joey Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. The winner gets crowned the MLW uh, middleweight champion. And also the full Battle Riot match, which was a great match, too. Um, just check it out. It's real good, real good. And if you don't carry BN Sports in your TV uh, you can go to providers, YouTube. go to YouTube because yeah. they have the full episodes on there. Now, you guys can also follow us on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the devil, um, you can guys follow us on YouTube and everywhere. We are simulcasting now through Facebook Live and YouTube and recording the podcast version. So that way you guys can listen to us on the go at home wherever you want to. And again, tell your friends about us. Uh, share this video. Let the people know that we are here. We are talking about MLW. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about everything else that's going on because it's not just WWE. Um, with that being said, we talked about MLW. We started off the show well, with, with that being sports. Said okay, so. okay. You know what? That's your first one today. Congratulations! You had a good run. You, know, you had a good run. I know. Thirty-two minutes. <laughs> nice. You had a good run. Nice. I, I still, I'm still on the high of our new theme song. That's why, and I think we're going to end the show with that song too. We probably are. <laughs> um, but. Uh, New Japan, bro. Uh, the G One is happening as yes. we speak. Seventeen freaking nights. Um, I've watched. I just finished watching night five. I'm two nights behind. I'm probably gonna watch night six and a little bit of night seven once I get home today before Slammiversary, mm-hmm. which we're gonna talk about Slammiversary yes. towards the end of the show. Um, which but- the MLW show actually caused somebody to miss Slammiversary, so you guys can actually wait when we talk about Slammiversary. Just stay tuned. I'll tell you about it. Chris Brown with the fire. Okay, cool. So, um, we G one is happening as we speak. Um, it's been real, real good. It's kind of hard to follow, especially because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, how many shows can you actually get up at three o'clock in the morning to watch? So, okay, so night one, I woke up early to watch it live. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Night two. I woke up late, caught the last, uh, the second half of the show, mm-hmm. and then I went back to sleep, and then I caught the first half of the show like later on. Okay. And then night, uh, what was it? Night three. Night three. I ended up watching like the replay like later on. What about Naito? Is he wrestling? Yeah, he's in the G one. Yeah, get it, Naito. Okay, you know what? Congratulations, you played yourself. So we're gonna cover. <laughs> we're gonna just cover. Nights one, two, three, four, and five. We're getting props on the video. Thanks, brother. Superb. Thanks, brother. How about you follow the fucking page? Just saying. What? Okay. 
transition. Okay, let's talk about night one. Yeah. So the Bullet Club Civil War continues. Yes. Um, Page Adam Page picked up the win against Bad Luck Fale, but it was by DQ because mm-hmm. uh, Tamatanga and Tangalo interfered. And, and put now, th- do you think that this whole uh, Bullet Club uh, Civil War kind of reignited the Bullet Club? Because we were talking about the Bullet Club being stale. It's funny you say that because last night when I was watching night four and five of the G1. I started thinking about the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Did it add a little bit more fire to the actual name Bullet Club? Uh-huh. Yes. But I, in my opinion, not talking about in the States, but when it comes to New Japan, I still feel like they're the fourth stable, whether you separate them or not. Mm-hmm. They're still the fourth stable because you got Chaos and Los Ingobernables. Either one way, and two. they're one and two no matter what, especially with the stuff that's going on between Jay White and there's somewhat, not a civil war. Well, but this whole a, thing with the G1. It, there's happened. a bad I guess of somewhat leadership when it comes yeah. to chaos and we're going to talk about what's going on with Okada and Jay White and then you have Los Ingobernables which Naito is super white hot and a lot of people are, 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 are you know they're fans and even the LIJ fans out here are mm-hmm. growing by the numbers yeah. so I still feel like Bullet Club as a whole is still probably in fourth place because you got Suzuki Gun. And as much as I hate Zack Zaber Jr., whatever he's playing, he's playing a strong figure in this G one, and also Minoru mm-hmm. Suzuki. He's the most feared well, guy in he, the in the company, and he has a strong fan base as well. Didn't uh, Zaber win the last G one? No, was he it the won Super the Junior? New Japan Cup, which was earlier this oh, okay, year. Okay, okay. See, I listened to the show. Well, you were close, but I'm not going to give you a congratulations. Paying attention. That. Um, but yeah, uh, Adam Page did get a a win. Unfortunately, it was a. Uh, I think you. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, evil Michael Elgin. I'm not the biggest Michael Elgin fan, not because of uh, his stuff that he does outside yeah. of the ring, but I'm just not that fan of him. I just, I just think he's a bit vanilla, even though he looks in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he looks like he kind of reminds me of British Bulldog the way he is right now. And and what we're talking about, guys, we're talking about the G1 mm-hmm. uh, wrestling in New Japan that's going on. Uh, if you guys have stopped watching wrestling for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, there is a world outside of the WWE, and that's what we try to cover. So, G1, you have chaos. So, yeah. So, let's talk about this chaos war. So, night one, the main event was Jay White versus Okada. This match was fucking great, mm-hmm. okay? Jay White picked up the win, unfortunately, by cheating. And this is like the 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 trending topic when it comes to throughout the whole G1 because he's been being an opportunist and picking up wins. Okay. You know, and getting points. Way. Uh-huh. What's interesting about night one when it came to Okada and Jay White is Okada's not being himself. Okay. Ever since he he dropped the 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 IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kenny Omega and and still in my opinion arguably match of the year mm-hmm. in that two out of three falls at Dominion, there was a there was a sudden character tweak. Okay. Now I did a post on our page at Lucha Outsiders everywhere Facebook Where? Twitter and Instagrams Where? at Lucha Outsiders. Oh, okay. I did a post. What do you guys think about Okada's character tweak? Because mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me of Joker Sting when he was in TNA. Remember, he yes. kind of lost his mind a little bit? A little bit. So, Okada cut his hair. He dyed it red. Yes. Okay. He's loco. He's now coming out with balloons. And the balloons have like an X and then like a dash. And then it has like a weird crooked smile to it. And he uh-huh. throws the balloons to the fans. He's not acting like himself. Like he lost his mind after losing he's, the title. He's, he's lost his mind. And even Gato, which is uh, his right-hand man in in chaos and kind of his second, that he, you know, yeah. he, he manages him, 
he kind of confused at why Okada is like, acting, acting this like way. This? And there, and if you guys have been listening to the commentary on the G One, um, Kevin Kelly is is uh questioning Rocket Romero, which is part of Chaos. Like, yo, what's up with your boy, whatever. Yeah. Now Jay White, he's also part of Chaos. Remember when Jay White joined Chaos? He yes. said, "Sooner or later, me and you are gonna go." Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not here this for the companionship. De- yeah. Exactly. This is a business decision. Mm-hmm. And he clearly showed his colors in this match. He's still claiming chaos, but um, he showed his colors in this. He beat, but he wants the power. He beat, he beat uh, Okada, and he's saying this is his chaos. Because mm-hmm. now we're not only seeing a civil war with the Bullet Club, but we're seeing kind of a battle of leadership when it comes to chaos with yeah. Jay White and Okada. I like Okada's character tweak because mm-hmm. it's something different. Of course, and, and, very and you want that. You want you don't want to become stale, um, like some of the of the wrestling stables that we've seen. But I think again, and that's why I asked you the question with the Bullet Club, um, taking it to the next level, if you will. Yeah, they're still the fourth uh, stable, but you do get a chance to this kind of reignite the Bullet Club to get hot again, mm-hmm. because they have the look, the whole Bullet Club shirt look that kind of yeah gathers your attention and then follows it. Now, with Chaos, you have just a struggle for power. Mm -hmm. With the Bullet Club, it is that, but you have everybody against everybody. So it is a true civil war. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's uh, move on to night two. So um, speaking of the Bullet Club, Tom Tonga picks up a win against Juice Robinson. Mm -hmm. Um, What's also interesting about uh, the G1 is anybody that's champion. In the G1, like Juice Robinson, he's the United States championship champion. Kenny Omega is the IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, Hiroku Goto, he's the never openweight champion. Mm. If the wrestler beats one of the champions, they're automatically entitled to a title shot somewhere down the line. So granted, they might lose the G1, but they're still guaranteed a they title still, shot. Yeah. Somewhere down the line, it obviously it has to be before Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Well, it it adds another layer to everything that's going on, and and it's kind of like you know what, a briefcase, if you will, mm-hmm. but it could be in any match. So what's good about this, like even if you lose a G one, you still want to pick up a good amount of wins because if you beat a champion somewhere down the line, you're guaranteed a shot. Yeah. So um, Tamatanga picks up the win against Juice Robinson. So what does that mean? Somewhere down the line, he's in contention for that United States Heavyweight Championship. Yep, and what up to our friends Jago Castillo? Uh, he wants to know if we're going to talk about Jack Veneno. Talk about him a little bit. We'll talk about him towards the end because we got a lot of stuff. And Rato, Jago. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, and what up to Speedy? Speedy's on. Speedy's on. Speedy got on. He just got on. He said, oh, what what's up, up Speedy? What's going on, brother? What's up, dog? Check out his sports show, Deportando on Luis Network. You catch him. What is he's it? He's got a sports show. Yeah, you're in it too. Oh, yeah, that one. You and Johnny <laughs> Famulari. Famulari, Columbus Ototo. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at mm. 10 o'clock. Great sports show, great sports talk, a lot of uh, back and forth. Um, it's very entertaining, so check him out. Shout out to LuisNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else happened? In- so Kota Bushi beat Zack Sabre Jr. A lot of people were, were raving about this match, and you already you already know how I feel about Zack Sabre Of course, Jr. that's your boy. I hate him. Okay. This match... Was kind of a slow start, but it ended up picking up towards the end of uh-huh. the match. Uh, Coda did uh get the win, also, which was one of my favorite matches of the of night two was uh Goto versus um 
Naito. Mm. This match was a uh, really no Naito, not, uh, Sonata. Okay. Los Ingo Ronaldo. This match they beat the shit out of each other. Sonata and Goto was really really Wh- good. Which it, it kind of catches you off guard. And what we're talking about, we're talking about the G one. You have a, a tournament that happens in New Japan mm. where it kind of. Falls in line with soccer because they have the you know their own blocks and then yeah. they block pick up a, points. A, yeah, they pick up points on when they win. They mm-hmm. pick up uh, when they lose. Um, when they lose, they don't pick up any. But it's good because it follows a storyline. Mm-hmm. And the way they have it set up is anybody can win. And kind of what Mario was saying before. Hey, you know what? If you beat a champion, then you have that that uh, title shot whenever you want to. Now with night two, with this beatdown, they came out of nowhere because you know. With every story, you're supposed to start off slow, and then when you get to the climax, that's when you're supposed to have a, a and real then, crazy match. The thing match. is, what's it, what's also good about the G1 uh, tournament is like they tell stories within the matches. So let's say it's 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 uh, the it, one night's for Block A, right? Mm-hmm. The Block B talent are wrestling in tag matches, so it continues the story that follows oh, the course. next day. Yeah, so it all it all makes sense. Like they they, they pretty much switch back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, and also like the final of the the the, the tournament. They're still wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know, they're still wrestling to see who's going to be, like, not second or third. Like, you know, whatever. They're still ultimately For one positioning. Winner, but just the positioning. Like, oh, you were the runner-up um, in the in the climax or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were the first loser. Loser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, for night two, it was Kenny Omega versus Naito was the main event. This match was really, really good. Um, Really fucking good. And you could tell they both held back at that. Oh, and course. they beat the crap out of each other. Because uh, you know that you're going to get that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kenny Omega did go over in this match. Night three, speaking of beating down, uh, Bad Luck Fale actually got a pick, uh, pin over Okada or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamatanga did interfere. Okay. Uh, they've been kind of helping each other out, even though they're on opposite. Oh, no. They're, uh, yeah, they're on opposite they're blocks. They're still on opposite. They're on opposite blocks or whatever, but he did uh, get a win. So that, it's already. They're Okada not getting a win, so he's on a losing streak mm-hmm. or whatever. You can see the frustration on uh, Gato's face. Yeah. Okay. Also in night three, uh, which was a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 12, Jay White, man. And I'm rocking his shirt right now, Jay White. Uh-huh. Switchblade. He had a WrestleMania, a WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom 12 rematch with Tanahashi. Now, remember, earlier in this year, I was very critical on Jay White. We, we both were. I wasn't feeling the gimmick too much. Not that it was a bad gimmick. I just feel like he wasn't connecting to the gimmick. Well, and, well, I think when they gave him the gimmick and also uh, the the match itself at Wrestle Kingdom, we both said that he is going to be ready at some point, mm-hmm. but he just wasn't ready in January. They gave, they they let him rock with the ball a little bit too soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Tanahashi always has great matches, so I we mean, know it wasn't him. If they would have waited till now, mm-hmm. I think now would have made more sense. Jay White now, I'll say since March, since mm-hmm. March, April, this guy has been connecting to his character. He's been doing a lot, a lot of good matches. Um, and him and Tanahashi, in my opinion, they tore it up. They mm-hmm. tore it was way better than their match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom twelve. And Jay yeah. White picked up picked up another win in this uh, tournament. And this guy's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. It's only a matter of time. It might not happen this year. It might not happen next year. But it's a matter of time that he's going to win that IWGP Heavyweight but, Championship. But you also have to see, like, the timing, too. Because mm-hmm. the timing has a lot to do with it, too. Um, you don't want him pushing to the moon, and then you get what happens with, you know, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, night four. 
Kota Bushi beat Juice Robinson. So what does that mean? Juice Robinson still can't get a win, and Kota Bushi now is in contention mm-hmm. for the IWGP United States Championship. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, Tetsu and Naito beat Ishii. They beat the fuck out of each other. Anybody yeah, that's seen that. Ishii's work, that dude is Mr. Stiffsky. Like, this guy wrestled in a stiff manner. His headbutts, everything he does, his chops, his elbows, is just yeah, stiff. Yeah, they, they look really stiff. Very devastating. Naito uh, picked up a win um, against Ishii. And by the way, guys, I'm not covering all the matches. I'm just carrying, I'm just covering stuff that grabbed my attention. Of course. Stuff that, that I preference. Like, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. There's some matches that I, 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 you know, I skipped through. Like, I could care less about Yoshihashi. I don't give a damn about him, all right? Uh-huh. I don't care nothing about uh, uh, Maccabee. I, I don't care about his matches either. And here's another one that might get cat a little heat for myself. I'm not a fan of, of Yano, so I skip his matches too. No? I don't like Yano. I think I think his character's stupid, but that's just me. Not for me. Just like a lot of people like Zack Sabre Jr., and I don't. Also, but that's uh, your boy, though. Nah, I can't stand him. <laughs> so the main event for Night 4 was uh, Goto and... Um, Omega, this match was really, really good. If you guys follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, you see um, I posted a little clip yesterday where uh, Kenny Omega's doing a moonsault off bleachers. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> the dude's a psychopath. He's nuts. Uh, he did pick up a win against Goto, so now he somewhere might, down the line might be in contention to maybe compete for that never open weight championship which is a title that he already went down saying that um, that he's never held that title. He's never held the title. So if somehow he ends up winning that title somewhere down the line, he will be the first ever, in, if I'm not mistaken, the first ever New Japan Grand Slam champion. So nobody's held the title before? Like the, all of them? No. That's weird. Yeah, he's never... he's. He's been a tag champion. He's been a never open weight six man. He's been junior. He's been intercontinental United States now heavyweight champion. So now he he would be the first. He'll be the first Grand Slam champion in Japan pro wrestling. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, and and it's funny because so much history has gone through New Japan mm-hmm. that nobody's won them all the whole the titles. That's crazy. No, but you understand over the years they've added more titles too. No, no, mm-hmm. and and what happens is. Um, you have a whole bunch of different wrestlers. You have a whole bunch of people that, that, you know, maybe their career hasn't taken off the way they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So they go to New Japan and then come back. Like I said, like I said before, guys, make sure you share the video. And if you miss anything on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast version mm-hmm. of the show, wherever you download your podcasts. Lucha, just look up Lucha Outsiders. Uh, whether at that, Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Whether that's uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, if you want to be fancy, podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, La Mesclap, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And YouTube. Right? YouTube. Make sure you yes, subscribe, make sure you subscribe to, YouTube. to our, our YouTube channel also. We, uh, we're actually working on uh, bringing you guys more content. So if you guys help us out, we'll help you guys out. Okay, so wrap up on, on New Japan, because I didn't watch Night 6 or Night 7. How uh, dare you? Dave, listen, bro, them hours is nuts. And you haven't watched jack shit of New Japan. Yeah, I have. Whatever you post on the page. Congratulations. You played yourself. That doesn't count. Oh. Okay. So yeah. Night 5, um, Jay White picks up another win, this, guy, this time beating Michael Elgin. Can't stand Michael Elgin. I'm glad that Jay White got picked for the win. <laughs> and also, um, Okada finally got his first win in the tournament, beating Adam Page. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, with Okada, uh, you know, yeah, 
they don't need to win in order to get ahead, but you still need them to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like we say here all the time, you know, that loss did not hurt the person or whatever it was, but sometimes it does. So, you know, with Okada picking up the win, that's actually good. Uh, good for business, if you will. Now, with night six and seven, it's crazy because this doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these matches going every night, which adds to the tally and kind of what, what uh, Mario was saying. Even though it might not be their block, you still have all these people on the show. So that also helps, uh, you know, for the viewing audience. So um, let's, we already talked about New Japan. We talked about Ring of Honor also and MLW. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to, let's talk a little bit about WWE. What do we have to? Well, before we, cover what happened in Extreme <laughs> Rules, which was kind of atrocious. Let's cover what's trending in the last couple of days. So Stephanie McMahon has a big announcement. Yes, yeah, she does. Um, She's going to be on Raw on Monday. And it looks like it has to do with the women's division. I think that's a good thing, right? Yes! Of course. Yes! Yes! So rumor has it that we're that was, finally... That was a good song. That we're, gonna, <laughs> that we're finally going to get the these uh, women tag titles. That a lot of people have been um, craving and and you know and wanting for well, the longest. And you know what, you do need that uh, because it gets to a point where just having the one title gets stale. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the stables, just like everything else, uh, they get stale. So what happens is you have to go ahead and just add another layer and add another layer, then to make that first title, that the heavyweight or the the top champion. Just be that much uh, stronger, mm-hmm. okay? So now, with the addition of the tag team, which I like what you were telling me before, what they're going to do with that. But with the addition of the tag teams, now you're going to have that other layer where the girls could be fighting for, and not it doesn't have to be the. the it's not going to be a brand exclusive t- championship, which it, it it makes sense in the long run because it's like how many. It, it makes no sense to add a women's tag title on each brand, right? Yeah. So with these women tag titles, rumor has it that it's going to be, um, how would you call this quad branded, multi branded, <laughs> yeah, quad four. Um, so you it's going to be. Raw SmackDown, mm-hmm. NXT, and NXT UK. Okay. So the pairings are endless. I think it, it makes perfect sense. I think it adds a different layer to where possibly we're going to have champions defending it on a takeover and on a pay-per-view back-to-back. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's not. It could be nuts. It could, it could get to that point. Uh, friends of the show are saying it has two things to do with the women's division, to be honest. So two things. You, you get extra things coming to the women's division. Mm-hmm. Which which is good. And also, um, with that being said, with the debuting, rumored debuting uh, women's tag titles, it looks like we're also going to be getting, on top of that, well, mm-hmm. more like that tag titles being added, added to this, Yeah, is that we're going to most likely get an all-women's pay-per-view. I don't know how I feel about that. Why? I'm all for it. No, no, no. I'm I'm for it in the sense that, okay, you know what? It's good for the women's revolution and all that. But the way they, they're, WWE is treating the women's division, it's kind of like the way they're treating 205 Live. Like, okay, that's your pee break. And it's a shame. Well, 205 Live now, it, it, its defense is better now that Triple H is handling the book. No, no, but, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, 
you can't expect to have a real good pay-per-view top to bottom if you're just having these girls do multi-women matches. I think it's going to be more than that because the this rumor has it that this all-women's pay-per-view is going to mm-hmm. involve all four brands, meaning Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK. Okay. But so, how do you get people emotionally invested to watch? I'm it? you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna drop a bomb on you guys. Go right ahead, now. drop a bomb. Whoa. I'm willing to say this all women's pay per view might be one of the best pay per views of the year. I'm Stop. that conf- I'm that confident on the women. Stop. I'm that confident on the women, bro. I'm that confident on the women. Okay, Charlotte and Oscar should have oh, made no, an no. event at WrestleMania. That, that's something that you and I. Spoke if they about give already. the women uh-huh. time and they have Hunter. Produce this show. This show could be a show of the okay. arguably one of the shows of the year. So let me put it to you this way, right? I see that vision because I see it out there. I see that show being able to be because we've seen the matches and we've had the conversation here where, you know what? That should have been the main event. Charlotte and Asuka, my opinion, should have been the main event of WrestleMania. Okay. But if you treat the women like a throwaway match on Raw and SmackDown, how are you going to get those people emotionally invested to watch this? You know, me and you are going to watch it. And you know the people that are watching us are also going to watch it. it. But I'm talking about for the show to be if successful. They're gonna, if they're going to build it to an all-women's pay-per-view, they have to treat every match like it means something. Uh-huh. They have to. Uh, Leo, the reason you feel like that is more than likely because of Bailey and Sasha. Uh, Banks storyline, when they show more of that BS... People either turn the channel or shut their TV off completely. Well, they they've dropped the ball when it comes to Sasha Banks and Bailey storyline. But look at look at from my point of view at this at now. Like now with this addition of the tag titles, maybe that's mm-hmm. the reason why they're they're playing back and forth with the whole Sasha Banks and Bailey storyline to make them tag teams. Because if they do win the tag titles and mm-hmm. then Sasha turns on Bailey or Vice versa, when they drop them, or maybe they don't make it. Maybe they make it to the finals of the tournament, and they end up and losing. Then that's where and they turn. That's where they turn. It means more. Yeah. So I kind of see why they're playing back and forth, but that doesn't mean that the the, the, the booking and the story behind it hasn't been atrocious. Oh, I'm not co- saying that at all. And 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 to the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you get somebody emotionally invested? Because mm-hmm. again. We are masochists. We we could talk all the shit we want, but you know we still tuned into Extreme Rules. We still you know saw. How not bad of a show it was. Um, yeah, they kicked me out of that group. Uh, <laughs> how bad? <laughs> not, um, but <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But with the WWE um, using these shows kind of like a throw. So basically, if you look at it, you have good talent on there, but you're not emotionally invested. So let me put it to you this way. We watch Extreme Rules not for uh, um, Roman Reigns, but more for Braun Strowman, more for for KO, more for wrestlers that, that we are emotionally invested in that, you know what, they could bring what we like about them. I think also, too, and, and we're going to, you know what, we could touch on it. Let's just finish up with the whole women's uh, yeah. the topic. But I think I think they have a strong chance of being one of the shows of the year. I think there's also, I'll be interested. If they do things the right way, which we, sometimes we can't always depend on WWE booking for mm-hmm. that, but if it leads to a tournament or semifinals or whatever with the women's tag titles, and then we have a strong card for the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, and mm-hmm. then the NXT UK Women's Championship, 
I think I think we could have a good, strong three and a half hour, four hour show. I think we could do that. Friends of the show is the way I see Stephanie's announcements playing out. She announces the all women pay per view first, then announces the tag belts, and then announces the tournament from tomorrow through the pay per view in October. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea that we're, the tag titles are going to be spread out through all four brands, so it's not an, no. a brand exclusive. It gives the women something more to do, and also. Just to add a little bit of controversy to this whole thing is you know why they're doing an all-women's pay-per-view, right? Why? Because of what happened in Saudi Arabia with the greatest Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> and you know when I read that when you posted <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is it. Also, it said that the finals of the Mae Young will also be at the pay-per-view. I like that idea, dude. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Now, with this whole thing that happened. <laughs> when, when WWE gave themselves the biggest. Yeah. Congratulations. You played yourself. And that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um. With the women's pay-per-view, yes. fantasy book, mm-hmm. would Stephanie McMahon be there? Wrestling. No. She, she, listen, she could do, you know what she could do? Don't put her on commentary because she's a trojan. No, I don't want to see a Royal Rumble commentating for Stephanie What about McMahon? the Glamazon? Do you like her as a commentary? She's better than Stephanie. A lot better. I think what Stephanie should do is what Triple H does mm. for NXT takeovers at times. Spit water into it? No, no, no. no. Remember, at times he'll do a takeover. He'll open up the show yeah. with a speech. Mm-hmm. I, Stephanie could do that. But that's it. That's the last that we see her from in the show. Now, do we see Ronda Rousey? Oh, absolutely. She's on the card, dude. She's on the card. Absolutely. Do you, we have any surprise entrances like... They did at the. I, I can see them bring. I could, maybe not surprise entrances when it comes to competing wise, but I could see the, how they place talent like and the crowd mm-hmm. like a Trish Stratus, like a leader, like. Oh, like they needed to be here because they wouldn't miss it for the, the world. First all women's okay. pay per view. Okay. I see that happening. Okay. But um, I definitely don't don't see uh, uh anybody being a part of it that is should wrestling. Be. I don't. I okay. could be wrong, but I don't see that happening. Okay. Now. Do you guys here that are listening to us and watching us, do you guys see anything special happening? Well, I mean, special, uh, you have that that whole, you know, women's pay-per-view, but who would you like to see? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the, the Trish Stratus comes to mind, Lita comes to mind, mm-hmm. Glamazon comes to mind, but that's about, like, that's what I would think I would want to see there. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to take it away from the people. Well, that I mean, there. Look, look at Molly Holly had a phenomenal uh, appearance at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Steph will be there to congratulate herself more than anything else. And it makes me sick. It should be the WWE's way of thanking AJ Lee for being one of the kickstarts of the women's revolution in the first place when she crapped all over the division four years ago. Uh, and Gio Ruiz is saying, uh, you got to hurry up and come back because I got to change the battery pack. Uh... Put Jerry the King and the commentary. Caitlin's coming back, I believe, is what the people are saying. You know what? With AJ Lee, she... Oh, God damn it. Now, what I was going to say about AJ, before I got rudely interrupted by the freaking camera's battery, um, with AJ, you do kind of owe her a little bit. And in the rest of the world, you don't know anybody's shit. But with AJ Lee, she did kind of jumpstart this whole thing. Because she didn't fit the mold into the whole divas thing. She didn't fit the mold into, you know, your your usual curve. Yeah, she had her curves and everything, but she was a wrestler. Also, don't forget the the promo she cut like a CM Punk. It was a CM yes. Punk S type promo. Remember yeah. the promo she cut where she 
she was, shit on. Uh, she was shitting on like the divas, like the of total course. divas. Of course, because if you weren't part of that show, you're not top echelon mm-hmm. of the women's division, which is bullshit. But unfortunately, the way that Total Divas is set up, you need to be part of that show in order for you to get on TV. Come on, let's be serious about that. The redhead girl. That's the only reason the bitch was on TV. You're talking about... Uh, you know what, who I'm talking about. You're talking about what's her face. That um, one. You can't even remember her fucking name. That's how bad she All read everything. Um, you know who I'm talking about. What the fuck was her name? Come on, people. What was her name? I think it's something with an R. I really forgot her name. R? I thought her name was like Marie. No. Maria? Uh, Maria. Something Marie. Marie. Uh, Lisa something Marie. Marie. Lisa Marie? No, Lisa Marie is uh, Victoria. What was the chick? Oh. Who, who's all red air everything? I <sighs> forgot her name. Me too. Wow. That's how not that's, Okay. Was. So again, she was part of Total Divas. That's the only reason why she was on TV. Who, what was her name? All red it's, bothering, it's bothering me too. Uh, Eva Marie, Eva Marie, there you go. Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I forgot her name. And now Mandy Rose is playing the character, except she's all gold. Everything. I'll take that any day. Yeah, but Mandy Rose is hot. But Mandy Rose could actually wrestle. No, she's better than uh, better. Eva Marie. Slide into his DMs, ladies. Uh-huh. Who, Eva Marie? Either one. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we all right, let's let's talk about the atrocious show Extreme Rules. Uh, dude, I don't want to. I know, I know, dude. I know. No! We have to. No! No! Let's talk about I'm the... I'm going to try to spend the next five minutes trying to figure out her name again. Okay. Let's talk about the little bit of the highs and then the, the oh, lot of lows of Extreme I don't want to. And then we'll sprinkle a little bit of smack down a raw. What up to our friend Richard Beecher? Guys, share the video. Let the people know that we are Make here. Make sure you share the video and also subscribe to the podcast version to check out everything you've missed on today's episode. Oh, the fucking battery died. Well, don't worry. You're going to edit that out on the audio version. But now the people that are listening to the audio version are like, what the hell are they talking about? It's okay. Pretty much, Leo <laughs> forgot to change the camera battery, and we fucked up. Hurry up, because I don't know how much time we got on that on that battery. All right. Let's go. <laughs> so, Extreme Rules, B-Team, um, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel defeated Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy for the tag how titles. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm cool with it. You know why? The whole Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy tag team has become stale. I don't blame that on the talent. But how fast? I blame that on WWE's booking. How fast, though? How fast does it take for that to go stale, They just dude? don't care about the talent. There's such amazing talent they have in the roster. And okay, so let me ask you. You have a tag team in the men's division that they don't care about. Then why would you bring a tag team to the women's division? Equal rights, dude. Equal. Okay, but you don't care about either or. But that's, unfortunately, that's WWE booking. Did you go? Yeah, chapstick. I'm a chapstick kind of guy. You know, I bought some great chapstick from Japan. That was amazing. And then I felt oh, really... Oh, what's de- that called? I felt, I felt really depressed when it ran out. Oh. I was like... <laughs> Domo, Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, you got new tag champions. I think they're going to get their uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are going to get, a, I think, a rematch, a rematch. this I, Monday. Um, I expect them to lose. This Monday? This Monday, tomorrow. Okay. No, I'm saying like that quick? Yeah, well, they didn't get a rematch last Monday. Okay. Also, um, speaking of tag uh, title matches or whatever, uh-huh. we had Team Hell No, all this build up, all this to face onto the Bludgeon Brothers. And guess what? Kane has an ankle injury. He gets kayfabe, gets attacked uh-huh. backstage. Daniel Bryan faces off alone to the Bludgeon Brothers. <sighs> Kane ends up coming out, 
but still limping. they couldn't pick up the win. So this whole team hell no was a complete failure because Kane got hurt. And that's it. So they put out new merch and all this shit for nothing because the team hell no was a was a flop. It was so a botch. So now you think if they if he didn't get hurt, they would have gone over? I think so. I think they would. I think they would have. You know what? I compare this maybe not as extreme, mm. but I I uh, the team hell no experiment was. The Shield 2.0. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a complete each other. failure. <laughs> complete failure. No! No! Also, speaking of uh, injuries, it looks like Jeff Hardy's a bit injured because he dropped the United States Championship to Shinsuke Nakamura in like two seconds. Yeah, he did. After Nakamura hit Jeff Hardy with a low blow, and then the referee asked Jeff Hardy if he wanted to continue and have the match, and they rang the bell. Boom. Nakamura hits the King Shase. Is that Nakamura's finishing move now? The low blow? I mean... (laughs) But what's interesting about this was after the match, the the, the two-second match, Randy Orton made his return and attacked Jeff Hardy, so potential heel turn there. And then we do see the full heel turn on SmackDown. Yeah, we do. Because after Jeff Hardy and Nakamura did have a full match, Nakamura does win. Randy Orton comes out, beats beats the snot out of Jeff Hardy, and then grabs his ear, sticks his finger in his ear, and pulls out. It was a very insane visual. Randy Randy Orton just loves being a heel. He plays a phenomenal heel. He said it countless times on interviews where playing the heel is much better than playing the face. Mm -hmm. Because in playing the heel, you don't have to watch what you say. Absolutely, he just doesn't care, and it was very disturbing. And you even see the crowd reactions where everybody's like, like he's just sticking the, the his finger in the hole, pause, and yeah. just pulls it. And Jeff's lower back is needing to be worked on too. So can I just say the? Can I just say this? When it comes to the Hardy no. Boys in general, they both look beat up. But of course, bro. If if you look at the people that have been in the TLC matches in the first ones with it, you didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of figuring it out. The Dudleys. They can go to an extent. You can't have them in a full schedule. Okay? Uh, uh, Edge, gone. Uh, Christian, around the same time. Matt and Jeff. Do you think they're hurt? Do you think the Hardys should hang it up? I think so. I think so. Because if you didn't do anything. Now, when was the WrestleMania where they, they, they came back? That was uh, two years WrestleMania, ago. Not this past year's WrestleMania, so like a year and some change ago. Okay. So Last if you year. haven't been able to do something in a year and a half. They won the tag titles. They had a good ring. Yeah, but, but they're not. They weren't broken, though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they, you brought them WWE, back. WWE waited too long to, to you do did, the broken gimmick. Well, we know why, too. But you know that at the end of the day, they weren't brought back for the Hardy Boys. They were brought back for broken. Mm-hmm. And they were brought back for Matt, not for Jeff. But you know what I'm saying, though, right? WWE just dropped the ball with them. Like, you're, you're going to have the Dudley boy experience again where you're going to have them there for a year, mm-hmm. have them get inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and then they go work for TNA. They dropped the ball. I know they did. Um. Okay, let's talk about... um. Uh, during those TLC matches, the ladders weren't doctored to protect the guys from the ring either. Well, that doesn't help, Al. No, but, uh, but okay. You know the story of the ladder match, right? 
Okay. That Bret Hart was the one that originated, that came up with the idea. No, nobody gives the man credit. But Shawn Michaels took it from him because that's around the time that Bret Hart left and then he had a wood razor or whatever. But the but as much as okay, but, we could give Bret Hart the credit for it, but I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels is the one that no, made no, no, the no, ladder no. match story. I'm just uh, we're going through yeah, storyline, yeah, yeah. you know. Bret Hart was the one that came up with the idea, mm-hmm. but Shawn Michaels made it better. Mm-hmm. The Dudley Boys and these people perfected it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's the the progression. But the one that Bret Hart used was just a regular Home Depot one with like the orange top, you know, where you put the painters yeah, tape. It like, wasn't. It wasn't the stainless steel one. I'll or, even. I'll even add on to that. Some of the some indie companies that do have ladder matches, they use the ones like you were just talking. Yeah. About. You know, with the drop down where you put the yeah. paint can, where in one side it's not. You shouldn't be climbing on the other. No, side. No, 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 no. And it tells you, do not climb this here's side. The thing though, if you go to some of these indie companies, some of these wrestlers are climbing the side that you're not supposed to be climbing. And that top one says, "Do not stand," and they stand. <laughs> But uh, whatever. Um, no, but but, but it, those matches do hurt these guys, and it's kind. Of, put it. To, uh, I'll put it to you this way: Mick Foley has always said it. A wrestler only has so many bumps in him. Mm-hmm. I think the guys in the TLC matches have taken them. The only one that and has taken them all, but the only one that's known how to take care of himself in a sense has been Bubba Ray. Yeah, because he's still wrestling in Ring of Honor. Because he, even even Devon, you kind of see him limp somewhat. Matt Hardy can't walk. No, Jeff, Jeff can't run. Up. Edge and Christian, they're fine. You know, they they're fine because got, they got out now. They got out, exactly. But if you actually look at it, you know what? Those matches took a lot of their, their of course. out. L- look at look at uh, Funk. Look yeah. at Foley. Well, it's funny you mentioned Foley because that, that's going to be my next topic that I wanted to talk yeah, about. I know. That's, that's, it's uh, it. Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage. Yes. Which... We saw kind of a, a little sprinkle of the Attitude Era because mm-hmm. we saw Kevin Owens pull out a stunner on Braun Strowman. Yes. We also saw the suck it to Braun yes, Strowman. Did. And then when they were at the top of the cage, a la Mick Foley from Hell in the Cell 20 years ago, we saw him take a very similar bump. That's a crazier bump. In Pittsburgh where that Hell in the Cell happened between Undertaker and Mick Foley. Mankind. Yeah. The bump looked nuts. Um, but I think they were expecting for it to go viral and it didn't because I feel like other stuff that happened in the show, not the same was great, kind of took away from that moment. Well, I'm going to tell you why I think it didn't go viral because okay. of the camera angles. Yeah, I think the WWE fucked up. Though the, the cameraman fucked up. No, I no, think no, they no, not the cameraman. Because remember in the Taker and Foley. You had one of the cameramen down at the bottom, so you could see you Foley had a coming. Visual, and then you had a top visual. Yeah, but the top, top. Visual, the bottom, like the looking it from the bottom up, yeah. that's the crazier visual yeah. than the one he's getting thrown down. No, to. no, because the one from the top, you just see boop, and he's over. But, but when the, you see him coming towards you. He's doing that. He's doing that yeah. elbow. Yeah, when he's trying like, to flip over. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, I got. Like, okay. <laughs> so. And, and and it's funny because we spoke about this. Uh, what show were we watching? Uh, I think it was Ring of Honor where the cameraman was kind of missing the cues. I think it was a show that we were watching here, uh, okay. kind of just playing in the background. Okay. But what happens is that's another layer that you need to add to it. No, I'm sorry. It was NXT we were watching. It was before one of the shows. Anyway, um, okay. but what happens is 
the camera work also has a lot to do with it because now you can close your eyes and a lot of people that are, that are listening to us could do the same thing. Close your eyes and you could say it step by step what happens in that match because of the way the cameras were set up where you were able to see everything. Do you think if I was KO, I would be pissed off for that miscue? Of course. Do you think he was? Of course he was. He had to be pissed off, Of right? course. Because, and, and, and it's funny, did, did you ever get a chance to hear Stone Cold's walkthrough of his match with uh, The Rock? The last match. Remember the... The one from... He actually had to go to the hospital before that match. Yes. He was stuck in the hospital because he, he almost had like a heart attack or something. So... Stone Cold, in one of the earlier episodes of his podcast, and again, we love podcasts, so you guys have to, right? Mm -hmm. With Stone Cold, he actually took a podcast where he went through that match. I forgot what, WrestleMania 18, maybe? 18? 19? It was 19. 19. That was their last match. Was WrestleMania awesome 19, match. you had The Rock versus Stone Cold. Now, what, the, what Stone Cold did was actually walk you through the match and show you everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I picked up from that podcast was He's also telling you how you're supposed to, as a wrestler, direct the cameraman to kind of tell him, this is what I'm going to do next. Mm -hmm. So in one of them, um, he's like, you know, pay attention to here because The Rock is going to get the cameraman's attention by talking, like fighting with the crowd. And it gives me a chance to take some water that was on the floor and mm -hmm. drink it mm -hmm. like the, where, where the announce table was. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was a spot. Where he was like, fuck, and the cameraman missed that. And that was such a good spot. It looked good. Now, this is Stone Cold looking at it 10 years after. Yeah, it's completely different. Now, imagine KO taking that big-ass bump. About the bump, too. A lot of people were shitting on the bump like, oh, it's not like Mankind. It's not like Mick Foley. But, see, when Mick Foley took the bump, it was straight down. Yeah. If you look at that KO bump, he had a jump to yeah. the table. Of course. McFoley just fell to the table. I mean, he was trying to get momentum when he was shaking his <laughs> arm like this, like getting that full rotation. I think, yeah, I think he was but just trying to rotate. Owens had to jump. Had a jump to land on the table. Any miscue that would have been mm -hmm. bad. So, uh, yeah, man. I, I like. I don't know what to say. I, I, it was a crazy bump. I think it it was uh, underwhelming for what they expected, and I think it does have to have to play with the camera angles. Yeah. And also, you got to ask ask yourself. Like, should he even take the bump? Like, was it worth it? I don't not think so. Not for that pay per view. Not for that pay not one, not for that pay per view. And two, this whole Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens storyline was horrible. Cause Braun Strowman's a bully. Yeah. And and it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, where are you taking it? You know what I mean? Uh now with that bump, it's a waste of bump. Yeah. That's like if you do that bump in a house show. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that bump in a house show? Yeah. Do it, it at WrestleMania. It no do it at Royal Rumble. Do it at SummerSlam. Do it at one of the big four. You don't need to take it away. We have Marcos Martinez. No relation. Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow, Monday Night Raw, the announcement of the new women's tag belts and all the pay-per-views. Yes, Marcos, we did talk about that. You can actually rewind this when it goes live, or you can check us out. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, ver podcast version of the show, wherever you get your podcast, and you'll hear us talk about our opinions on this all-women's pay-per-view and the women's tag titles. Mm -hmm. um, Friends of the show are also saying that Owen Spot had something taken away from it due to the fact that the ta the bladder the under the was, table yeah, you see, like, the was exposed yeah you saw the airbag yeah. um well he didn't have a bladder this is what we didn't expect lashley actually beat roman reigns and the match was actually pretty decent eh, i'll give it a seven it was a pretty good match lashley won with the spear but mm. this is this is my beef about this match and ain't necessarily has to do with the match 
Lashley picks up a win on Roman. The following night on Raw, we see all these wrestlers come out saying that they want to be the next person to challenge Lesnar at SummerSlam. They have two triple threat matches. Why is Roman Reigns in one of these triple threat matches if he just lost to Lashley? Now we're going to see a rematch between Lashley and Roman tomorrow night on Raw. Why? Because it's Roman Reigns. I would have rather seen Lashley or McIntyre as the final or Lashley and Seth Rollins as a final. I think Lashley and Seth Rollins would have made more money. I, w- I would have I seen that, but instead we're getting Roman, and this is no Roman hate. It's just like how many more times do we have to see Lesnar and Roman Reigns? I don't want to see well, it anymore. It's WWE Logic 101. People are tired of Roman. Let's put him in there five times. I will say this, though. When we, we're done finishing talking about Extreme Rules towards the end, at least, of this section of Extreme Rules, I am going to shit on the fans, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, do it now. No, no, no. Uh, AJ and Rusev tear, tore it up. Yes, they AJ. had a great match. Um, a lot of AJ Styles. Was that Rusev the sleeper AJ. match? I don't think it was a sleeper. I think probably this was the match of the night for me. No, no, I'm saying sleeper match. Like you didn't expect it to be that good, and it was. It's good. not that we didn't expect it to be that good. I think people did expect it to be the good, that good. I think people expected it should have been the main event, WWE Championship match. Mm-hmm. This is the champion that shows up at all the shows. Why is he main eventing? You know when was the last time AJ Styles main evented a pay per view? When. Fastlane. God damn it. Serious? You want to know what was the the last the last main event he had prior to that? Uh, Clash of Champions when he beat Jinder Mahal. Serious? He's your WWE World Champion, but he's not main to eventing shows. Why didn't he main event Backlash? Why did we have Roman Reigns beat Samoa Joe in New Jersey? I don't know. I don't get it. Me neither. The champion, the world champion of your company that shows up to all the shows is not main, th- main eventing pay-per-views? That, that's a shame. This, to me, was match of the night. But what we did get as the main event was Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Okay. The match was eh. Eh. The reason why was I didn't get the logic of having so many uh, falls. I think if they were going to... False finishes. I think if you wanted to have like a tiebreaker towards the end, I think it was better off going the Bret Hart, uh, Shawn Michaels route and having no pinfalls. The Scrooge up. No, no, no. Having no oh, pinfalls okay. and then which Kurt Angle did restart the match where it was sudden death and then that's when somebody picks up the win. I think they should have done it like that. Okay, but why do you think they didn't do it that way? I have no idea why. But I give Pittsburgh... Uh-huh. The biggest. Go, go, go. Congratulations. You played yourself. This is the reason why WWE does not throw us a bone. Because you guys shitted on this match by doing the stupid 10, 9, 8, doing the Royal Rumble countdown and doing the uh, every time they showed the clock and every time they, they there was a, like, it was minute after minute. This is the reason why we get Roman Reigns in all our main events. You know why? Because when they give us a bone, you guys fucking shit on it. I can't stand fans like that. Now, do you think that it was the city? If we would have had this match anywhere else, do you think it would have fared better? I don't know. All I do know is fans like that, this is the reason why they can't give us anything. <laughs> this main event, and do I agree this should have been the main event? No, I don't think it should have been the main event. Yes, okay. it was different. It's a main event quality match, but it wasn't. But it's not a main event. But it's not. It's, AJ and Rusev should have closed the show. That's it. Because he's your champ. He's your champ. Now, granted, it's not like they 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 started the show with AJ and Rusev. You know, it was a semi-main no, but event, it's, it's but still, it should have been the main event. Your champion has to close out the night. And also, I blame the fans because this is the, right, the reason why 
we you know we only get Roman Reigns because mm-hmm. when they do give us something different, we shit on it. So now, and this man's eyes is okay. You guys got something different in the main event, and you shit on it. Yeah, you got something else as the main event, and and the people weren't invested, but and they're you, invested in Roman Reigns. And you know why the IC title match, the IC Iron Man match, was the main event? Because Vince McMahon wasn't on TV, so then the book was given to Triple H and Billy Kidman, and they rearranged match lineups, and, and that's the reason why we got uh, Rollins and Ziggler as the main event. You think Lashley and Reigns would have closed the show? That's how Vince had it. <laughs> okay. So think, think about Christ. that, guys. You're sick of re- Roman Reigns being in the main event. Stop shitting on when they give. Stop shitting on shit that they yeah. give when it's something different. Put it over. Speaking of AJ Styles, he had a great match at SmackDown with um Cien Almas. Uh-huh. I thought that match was really really good. Um, Cien Almas ended up catching the L on that, right? Which he should have gotten the L. AJ Styles. Uh-huh. They have, there's no reason for Cien to pick up a win on AJ yet, um, but the match was really, really good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the match. Nice, nice. Now, do do you see them? Now, again, the common denominator is Vince dropping the ball. Yeah. Do you th- see any of this once the XFL starts up 2019? That Vince will go ahead and just step away and let Hunter run the show? I hope so. I hope so, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Okay. Goddamn it. Um, let's, um, let's talk about the, uh, Slammiversary Impact How about first we talk about Tony Schiavone and how you met him? Because we didn't talk about that before and it's bothering me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We'll talk about that now. So, who did you meet, Mario? I met Tony fucking Schiavone. Oh, nice. Who's that? Um, part of my childhood. I think probably part of your childhood too. Of course. WCW World Championship Wrestling. For those that don't know, Tony Schiavone does do um, play-by-play for MLW, mm-hmm. Major League Wrestling, and he was there. And, dude, this guy, he's the most humblest dude you could possibly yeah. meet. Um, they had a little intermission between all the matches and Battle Riot, which was the main event. Mm-hmm. And it was like about 15 minutes, so I went to the bathroom, and I saw him talking to a group of people, which one of them ended up being one of his sons. Mm-hmm. One of his sons, I believe, works for... MSNBC. Yes. I got you. And um, I seen Tony, and he kind of just looked at me because I was kind of like, they were waiting, and he was just like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, I was like, the man, the myth, the legend, Tony fucking Shivani. I was like, dude... It's an honor to meet you. And he was like, thanks. He was like, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And he asked me what was my name. And we started talking. We started talking about his podcast, What Happened When Mondays, which is a fucking hilarious-ass podcast with Conrad Thompson. Uh, if you guys want to throw back, um, like, just envision pl- current play-by-play, but hilarious play-by-play for the most worst WCW pay-per-views, this is the podcast you want to listen to because it's fucking hilarious. You have to. Um, very humble dude. Um just a very very down to earth person um if you guys were fans of the monday night wars or fans of wcw monday night nitro or wcw thunder or saturday night whatever it was or classic nwa or the jim crockett promotions back in the Mm -hmm. 80s um this guy was you know the voice of it and you have all these guys that were a part of it so they have a lot of insight that you know what when they tell you a little tidbit here and there then it makes sense his podcast is really good. They do talk about stuff, um, what they could have done differently as a whole world championship wrestling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all, all in all, I think Tony Schiavone is one of these guys that he's a very underrated play-by-play guy. Um, uh-huh. To me, he's right up there with Jim Ross. Yeah, and and you know what? Uh, he has to be that 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 
that voice of a generation, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Um, but yeah, it was really, really cool talking to him. Uh, if you guys didn't see the picture, it's at um, Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Um, the picture's up there. Um, very, very cool dude, man. Mm-hmm. And everything that he's doing with MLW is really good, too. He actually, for this New York show, he actually did um, commentating with Matt Stryker. Nice. Um, he did the color. He did the color. He normally does play by play for Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. but he does color in the past. He's done color for WWE. He's done it for, uh, I believe, the 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 New Japan Wrestle Kingdom that he did with Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. He did color for that show. So he's done. He's a good Stryker. color guy. Yeah, Matt Stryker. Yeah, yeah, he's done it. I think Matt Stryker is is speaking of underrated. I think he's a very underrated color guy. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Stryker. Do you, do you think that he's uh, judged by what he's done in the past and people won't give him a chance? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know why. But um, talking to Tony, he mm-hmm. told me he was like, "Yeah, this is the first time I, I did uh commentate with Matt Stryker, and he's tremendous." He told me straight up. Like nice, that. nice. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, I believe next week. So you'll hear uh, the commentating from Tony Schiavone and Matt Stryker for Battle Riot. Nice. Two hour special on BN Sports. Nice. BN Sports, the English one, not the Spanish one. Yes. Um. So let's talk about um. I say we'll talk about these three matches um, uh, for Simoversary that's happening today. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Because yeah. they're doing good stuff. Um, Rich Swan is not going to be there. I thought he is. I thought no. he's on the card. Chris Brown said that he got a concussion from the MLW show. Get the hell out of yeah. here. You know what? Now that I think about it, there he did look kind of wobbly after the match. Yeah. Wow. Chris Brown saying he got a concussion, and that's why he is pulling out of tonight's show. Yeah, he was supposed to be in a fatal four-way with um, Morrison or Johnny Impact. Um, uh, Ishi- How we just call him Johnny? Ishimori, which he was in the, whatchamacallit, in the Best of the Super Juniors in New mm-hmm. Japan, Bone Soldier, and uh, I believe Ray Phoenix was in the match. Yeah. So ask Christopher Brown, are they going to replace him, or is it just going to become a triple threat? We just did. Okay, cool. <laughs> so what, uh, there's a... There's Pretty good card. Um, the main event is going to be Moose versus Austin Aries for the Impact World title. I see Austin Aries retaining. How yeah, about I, don't, you? I don't see Moose going over. Yeah, I don't that. either. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's ready yet. He's good. I'm in the same boat as you. I don't think he's ready to handle that. I, I, th- I think if you put him in a meaningful tag team mm-hmm. and kind of have somebody shadow him, mm-hmm. he can learn a lot more. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's there yet. He's good. Yeah. But for me, he's not quite there yet. Yep. Um, also, one of the matches I'm looking forward to, um, LAX versus LAX. You have the new yes. LAX you know versus I'm LAX OG. Because I was one of the, the original uh, fans of the original LAX. Homicide, Conan, and Hernandez. And Hernandez. Mm-hmm. You know Hernandez is half Mexican and half Puerto Rican? Yeah. The, the, I think he's got a tattoo. Yeah. Like with the flex. Horrible as a promo. He's a horrible he, he promo guy. He can't speak guy. Spanish. He can't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's great in the ring, dude. So I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, right? So when I first started watching Impact and saw these guys, yo, they're repping LAX, you know, Conan, let me pay attention to these mm-hmm. guys. I was with the whole gimmick until they made Hernandez speak Spanish. You were done with there. I was like, what? Que pasa? <laughs> yeah, I know. But after that, no, I keep going. And, and they're in the TNA game. Yeah, they are in the TNA game. Who too, else is in the TNA game? AJ, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Suicide. Suicide. You remember Suicide? Who didn't ex- exist until the video game? Yeah, that was like the. Who was? Who was? There were so many people being suicide. Well, who's the, who's the most known one that just became? Low key, Chris Daniels. TJ. Well, that was later years. Yeah. The original was three. 
it was Loki, mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. Then it was how TV. how did Frankie Kazarian like pull it off? Because his his body structure is totally different than the other two guys. Because you can kind of say Loki and and uh, Daniels. Eh, okay. Well, Loki's a little bit shorter. Yeah, but Kazarian is a lot bigger than than these guys. No, and bulkier. Kazarian and, and Christopher Daniels have similar body types. Okay. I think Loki's the one that. You think Loki's the one off? The one off. Yeah, but still. Mm-hmm. Eh. Bulked up. All got I know is all got, I know is listen. In, suicide got off the gas. Okay. <laughs> all I know is in that fucking game, I still couldn't get off the fucking Mexican fight that you had to get at the story mode. That shit was hard as hell. I remember doing that. I, bro, I still have it. <laughs> like Vincent was playing. It. Cool. Vincent was like, "Is it Christian in the game too?" <laughs> yeah. Mm. Vincent was like, "Can can I get WWE 2K whatever?" Right when I first gave him the PlayStation. Uh-huh. I was like, you don't need that shit. You have impact. He was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, trust me, you're gonna like this. He's like, oh my god, is that AJ Lee? <laughs> AJ Styles? I was like, yeah, that's AJ. Jay Lethal's in the game too. Yeah, Jay Lethal's in the game. Too. <laughs> um, that's crazy. so I so yes, I'm uh, LAX versus the old LAX. Um, this is gonna be a good match. Um, Conan was actually at, at the MLW show. He actually yes. made an entrance at at um he Battle Royale. Right? He arguably got the biggest pop of the night, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Everybody that that are fan favorites or people like, they got pops. But to me, Conan got the biggest fucking pop. Mm-hmm. He got the biggest pop. Of course, man. Mm-hmm. You got to respect the the lineage. Yeah, he's a fucking OG, bro. Filthy animals, wolf pack, everything, uh, everything. Um, but yeah, this match should be very interesting. Both teams could go Hernandez and Homicide. If you guys looking haven't watched some of their old stuff from TNA, the early days of TNA, they have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. And the new LAX Santana and Ortiz. Uh, um, for the indie marks EYFBO, it's, it's gonna they're be, fucking great too. It's going to be an interesting match because the original LAX do have that chemistry in the mm-hmm. ring, you know that whole thug mentality, but mm-hmm. they can wrestle. Mm-hmm. But the new LAX also have their mm-hmm. own chemistry, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how you kind of have them go against each other. Mm-hmm. Because well, I, they, they, the, they fought each other already in the Indies. But yeah, the first time no, but I'm saying like a bigger state, LAX, now. LAX. Yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they mesh together. Mm-hmm. And then the ma- the match that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, is Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon Jr. Mass versus Hair? Uh, what do you call that in Lucha Libre? Um, uh, combate de apuestas. Combate de apuestas. Yeah, this is a Spanish was on point, better than Hernandez. <laughs> this match, I'm really, really looking forward to because I was telling some of the people that that were around me at the MLW show, I'm like, "Yo, Sammy," because they were like, "Damn, Sammy Callahan is going bald." I'm like. He'll be going bald by yeah. uh by uh, something. Nice. Yeah, because you know Penta's not losing the mask. No, absolutely not. Because that mask makes Listen, Penta Penta. Pentagon Junior. Oh, by the way, somebody's in Mexico right now looking for the Penta mask course. Oh my God, Pentagon Junior. It's gonna go up on the wall right there. He's like one of my favorite guys right now. Going, um, he he's phenomenal. He's definitely phenomenal. I love his gimmick. I love everything about Pentagon Junior. But this is the match that I'm looking really looking forward to. And yeah, um, give Impact Wrestling a chance, guys. Um, they're doing really, really good stuff. Their their shows have been get, getting better. Don Callis is doing a phenom- phenomenal job, um, handling the books, mm-hmm. um, for uh, as a VP, one half of the VPs. Um, he's doing he's doing a great job, and he's still involved with New Japan. That's why we're seeing um Ishimori working for New Japan Pro Wrestling and still working for Impact Wrestling. Well, and and I think you know if you. Got off the the impact bus when everything happened. 
Give it another shot. They're doing good stuff. Give it another shot. It's funny because last week's show, um, Impact's uh, wrestling episode, I actually had to put one of the matches like notable because I'm writing down matches on this list that we're going to talk about towards the end of the year mm-hmm. where I have to round it down to 10. Yes. And this match, whew, they had a, a six-man Lucha Libre rules match. Mm-hmm. It was OVE, Sammy Callahan, and the and the Christ brothers, Jay Christ and Dave Christ, yeah. versus the Lucha brothers, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. and Rich Swan. This match was fucking nuts. Find it on YouTube. Find it wherever. This match was fucking. We'll great. find it and share it on the page. Yes, it was really really good. Um, but yeah, give Impact Wrestling a shot, guys. It's really really they're stepping up the products. Don Callis is doing great. They have amazing talent, and I think this pay per view is gonna be good. If it's mm-hmm. anywhere near their last pay per view, Redemption. I, I think uh, this favor is going to be good. No, no. And we definitely have to uh, give it a shot again. And, and we'll talk about it more on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I'm really looking forward for this LAX, LAX, and the hair versus mask. Yeah. To wrap up, um, there was uh, there was news. Love the new uh, song, by the yes. way. Just saying. There was news that came out during Extreme Rules that Sunday that Hogan was backstage at Extreme Rules. And he uh, spoke to the the talent, um, giving a form of an apology. Now, I think we all know why what he happened? got kind of blacklisted, what he said on whoa, tape. Whoa, whoa. African-American listed. You know what I mean. Okay. How do you feel about it? There's no biased feelings here. Whether he's a racist, not a racist. How do you feel about everything? What do you think WWE should do? What do you think Hogan should do? How do you feel about it? First of all, he can't be a racist because his daughter only goes out with black guys. No, okay, that's too much. Okay, I just no, no, stop, stop, stop. That was the whole point. That is that's a disgusting act. Whether he's a racist or not, right? He is still what got wrestling to the next level. Absolutely. If, there's no, there's no doubting that. If Andre made it national, Hogan made it international. Mm-hmm. If Andre made it cool, Hogan made it. Hollywood, mm-hmm. okay? No pun intended. Yes, all, all pun intended. Okay. But you also have to be able to separate the person from the character. Now, Absolutely. did he fuck up? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know what? Especially nowadays, you have everything being recorded. You have a, a, Everybody's going to take your words out of context. Now, can people have an off day? Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Now, it is what you do from this past weekend on. Not what you did before. Just like the New Day and Titus O'Neil have made publicly in their public letters saying, like, I think everybody gets a chance to for and I'm kind of just swearing yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Everybody deserves a chance, but you have to show that. No, you have to earn it. And I think what kind of rubbed people the wrong way with his apology is like he kept on emphasizing that he didn't know he was recorded. So a lot of no, people it doesn't matter, my man. A you lot said of it. people took it like he's a He's apologizing because he for got getting caught, caught and yeah. not apologizing because he he was morally wrong for what he said. Yeah, but I mean, Macho Man acted black too. This is a completely different discussion, but like when it comes to me, and I'm not talking about you, I'm not talking about anybody else that use it. To me, I don't like saying the word in general, Jesus. whether it's with the A or with the R at the end. I don't say it at all. What about the hard I J? U- I used to say. I used to say it, obviously. I think everybody has said it at one point in their lives. When I was younger, when I was in high school, when, when you know, whatever, you're young and dumb or whatever. But, like, even people that I know that are African-American, black, however you want to call it, I know a lot of people that are around my age that don't even, like, say it in a period because yeah. it's just, like, 
I, I think it just shouldn't be said, whether it's as like, yo, you're my homie and I'm going to drop the N-bomb. Like, I'm just not going to mm. say it. I, I've grown past that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, when it comes look. to Hogan, when you try to, I guess, defend it by saying like, oh, I got recorded. No, no, not even that. He was like, well, listen, brother, me growing up in Tampa, everybody used to say it. So I thought it was, you know, the thing to say. Really, dude, that back in when you were growing up, that was not the thing to say. Um, so, sir, <laughs> you're seventy. Uh, you listen. You that wasn't the thing to say when you were in your young days. Okay, that wasn't the thing to say. It was segregation I, in your young days. When it was when it comes to Hogan, all right, and people might not like what I'm gonna say. I don't think Hogan's a racist. I think he's no. a fucking idiot. And, and I a think big he's. A, I think he's a big idiot. Because I think if he was known as a racist, I think you would hear a lot of fans or maybe even uh, African-American wrestlers say, like, yo, I think he's a racist. Or, or I think he said some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to own up to that. Of course. Go to inner cities. Do a lot of charity work. Talk to the kids. Well, that that's what... Say what I did was morally wrong. I'm sorry that I hurt my fan base. Start there. Yeah. I don't think we should see him on WWE TV until that happens. Okay. I don't think we need to. Um, I don't think WWE needs to bring him back on TV um, by saying, "Oh, bring him back as a GM role or being like uh, some type of um, enforcer in like some type of storyline." We don't need to see him. No, that. no, no. You don't need. We, that. We, I'm cool with seeing him in like the audience for the Hall of Fame. Where okay. they put the camera like, oh, look who it is. It's uh, Hulk Hogan or whatever. And he gives uh-huh. a nice little, you know, whatever, a fist or whatever. I'm cool with that. What up, brother? I'm cool with seeing him maybe in the audience for like an NXT uh, pay-per-view or something. But we, we talked about this. Is not, you know, okay, you fucked up and that's it. Mm-hmm. But what do you do from here? He shouldn't be involved with the storyline. Absolutely not. Yeah, what do you do from here? Like, he needs to, do, he needs to own up to his to his Clear songs. your name. The right way. Don't just use the excuse, I got recorded, brother. No, that's, bu- that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And that's why we left it last because I don't want to emphasize on this so much. And that's why we talked about the the Ring of Honor, the MLW, all the WWE Extreme Rules, which was an atrocious show. And I left the Hogan topic for last because I know it's a touchy subject. And a lot of people don't want to give Hogan a chance. No. A lot of people don't want to forgive Hogan. Give him a chance. Give him a chance I'm on good, what he does. I'm good with giving Hogan a chance to see what he's going to do with him. If we're going to just put him back on WWE TV, I'm completely no, no, against no. it. No. Now, if he's going to own up to his wrongs the right way. Now, no, and Vince, he'll probably have him dress up as one of the homies. And drop the end pop? Absolutely not. <laughs> they will get the biggest congratulations. <laughs> yeah. But, um,. I'm cool with Hogan being somehow involved with the company if he does some charity work the right way, owning mm-hmm. up to the wrongs, talking to the youth. The youth. The youth. Okay. Talking to them and saying what I did was wrong. Of course. He, I'm he sorry that to, I hurt my fans. He has to stop blaming that he got recorded and start blaming on, you know what? I fucked up. And, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that you fucked up. But the thing is, when you apologize for using the excuses like, hey, I'm being recorded, it's kind of saying like, hey, I'm apologizing. I got caught, but I still feel the same way I do. And I don't take back what I said. No, no. Because a lot of people get think about it. It's like a a child when they say, like, I'm sorry. They're not really sorry. Uh, When you when you betrayed a huge part of your fan base by saying things like this, you got to repair those bridges the right way. You have to. James Espanto. Hashtag do not blame Leo. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to. You do. But we'll see. We'll see again. 
don't judge him with what happened. Judge him with what he's going to do to fix that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, anything else? No, I'm good. Okay, I want to hear an awesome theme song. Okay, but what are you doing? Well, you don't want her to say you're now listening to Lucha Outsider Show. Well said. So I- hit play. Before we hit play. <laughs> Before we hit play, let me thank everybody. And by that, the way, I did it on the fly. I have no idea where it starts. We'll just go with it. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> let's thank everybody that tuned in today on a Sunday episode. Yes, yeah. we're still going to do our show on a Wednesday, but yeah. we didn't want to leave kind of last week, like not having a show. No, or no, whatever. no. We'll see you guys on Wednesday we'll, again. So make sure if you guys missed anything on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Where can they find that? Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, La Mesa app, SoundCloud, iTunes. You want to be fans of Apple Podcasts? And all they got to do is search at Lucha Outsiders. Uh, leave us a five-star frog splash rating and review. Outsiders everywhere. Close. Facebook, Instagram, Close. Twitter, Close. YouTube, I'll take it. SoundCloud, I'll take it as a win. Thank you so much, guys. Make sure if you want to support the show, head over to colinoblebrand.com. Use our promo code LuchaRadar. It will save you 10% on your next purchase. Also, if you want to support us directly, yeah. Head over to LomasRadio.com. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. It's such a dope song. LomasRadio.com. Pick up a shirt. Pick up a hat. Pick up both. I have a puppy in Mad Bills. He has a ton of kids. Oh, and a boy. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy our new theme. Yes, it sounds like something familiar. And maybe it is, but we want to. We don't want to get like serious. No, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. Sounds good. Thanks, Leo, for that. Thank Leo. You. Thank you, Leo. Leo, thank you so much. It sounds so fucking good. <laughs> it's so awesome. Guys, share this video. You can still share this video. Let the people know that we're here. We're trying to grow as everybody together. It's not just our show. It is our show. For Show Fubo Leo, Leo, and for yours truly, Mr. Rated R, we'll see you Wednesday. Keep it Rated R. Really? Yo, it's your boy, Mr. Radar Mario. And Leo. Come on, put some energy to it. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, guys, um, 100 shows. 100 episodes for the heel marks. We're here to congratulate yeah. Brady and Daniel, our good brothers. Well, it's one good brother and... And a good sister? A good brother. Twisted sister? Something like that. Good brother. She's got Jace. the hair for. Her. She does have the hair for. Her. She has very long hair. But congrats to our wrestling bud buddy. Brady doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>
too far. But you could oh, say sorry. that because because I'm both. Exactly. Okay. Our good brothers slash sister, our mm-hmm. lucha familia, our wrestling buddies. Congrats on a hundred yeah. episodes, hitting that milestone. Hitting that milestone for a hundred episodes and a hundred more. Keep doing your thing, guys. Nothing more. Nothing but love from the Lucha yeah, Outsider yeah, yeah. show. Um, Number like, love, guys. Number love. And keep it up. You guys are doing a really good job. And you know what? Kudos to you guys for 100 episodes. And like always, guys, keep it rated R and stay too sweet. And Congrats. Watch, and watch for Julio. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Watch for Julio. <laughs> no, no, no. End it where it stops. Like, and watch for Julio. And it laughs. And then mesh it all together. Yeah.